Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe, on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This is our number two of the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe alongside Michael Lombardi over in New Jersey. Our number one was a lot of fun. Our number two is going to be even more fun. We do have our buddy Matt Humans joining us in 30 minutes, host of VEASAN tonight. You can check that out Monday through Fridays, 9 to midnight Eastern time. But joining us right now to kick off this second hour in his usual time slot, Hall of Fame odds maker over at the South Point Hotel and Casino, the one and only Vinny Maiulo. Vinny, hope all is well. Let's start with the NBA Finals. Last night, Denver takes game one. They go ahead and cover the spread. Game goes under the total. Uh, how did you guys make out with what the betters were doing uh, across the window there in game one of the NBA Finals? Gentlemen, good to be with you. Uh, happy uh, happy weekend uh, and uh, good, good first game. Um, I mean, uh, got beat a little bit uh, to the side. I mean, the best result for the house would have been uh, the Nuggets to win uh, but not cover, but uh, the fact that they did overall a pretty good two-way betting game. So no no real damage. Um, and uh, folks, uh, they, they I, I think they would like it a, a little better if it was uh, not quite as spread out, you know what I mean? Uh, but the fact of the matter is uh, we've got it uh, positioned nicely. Um, and I think uh, the, the game, like I said, had pretty good two-way action, a little bit more money on the heat. On the future, on the uh, the best of seven, initially they took uh, three thirty-five and uh, three thirty. Uh, they did bet the Heat a little bit on the money line yesterday, but overall a, a pretty good result, good action, and uh, it is the NBA Finals. Folks like it, and uh, they're uh, they're they're uh, they're going to keep continue to bet it. And a lot of folks were saying, well, would it have been better if it was you know more business if it was Celtics Lakers. Maybe so, guys. Uh, maybe a little bit more uh, sexy, but you got to give credit to these two teams. They fought their way there. Uh, the Heat, for the first time in a, uh, th- this postseason, did not win game one. I think some folks were kind of rooting for that trend to continue. I think the Nuggets were guarding against it. They showed no rust at all yesterday. Uh, a lot of folks were interested in the Heat for the first quarter and uh, the first half, so we did need the Nuggets in, in those two prop bets. Uh, but, uh, no, I'd give uh, full marks and full credit to uh, the Nuggets for coming out the way they did. So, Vinny, what is the betting reaction? Or did you move uh, the number for the next game? What has been 
your reaction and what has been the Sharps' reaction to the game? Uh, we did open it nine, Michael, and uh, they did take the nine. We're at eight and a half. Again, I think you you may see a bit of a, a, a zigzag theory, if you will, when it comes to this. Uh, I don't I don't think that the uh, uh, the Heat want to go down two games to none. Uh, this is this is a different dynamic that they're dealing with uh, with this Nuggets team. I think it's a deeper team, uh, a more balanced team uh, than uh, than what the Heat have faced so far. I think the Heat were emotionally uh, maybe maybe there was a little. Uh, uh, a bit of a, uh, um, they were a little bit spent emotionally, maybe coming off that seven-game series against the Celtics. Uh, but right now, the initial response is that the Heat will respond. They took the nine, so sitting at, at eight and a half. The total at two fourteen and a half. No, uh, uh, no movement there just yet. Uh, and again, the uh, the money line uh, three eighty plus three twenty for the game. The re, uh, the new series price minus nine dollars on the uh, the Nuggets plus six. This is a different. Uh, this is a different dynamic. I think that we're seeing. So we didn't overreact too much to it, but uh, I think uh, I think it'll be a pretty good two-way betting game. But initially, money's come in on the uh, on the Heat, and we anticipated that. Though it's that's not really a surprise. Well, we're speaking with Vinny Maiulo, Hall of Fame odds maker at the South Point Hotel and Casino. Vinny, I do want to talk about the total because the game one total that closed around two nineteen. Now we're sitting here for game number mm-hmm. two. That's two fourteen and a half. Took a little under money after opening 215. Like, do you see this like as a lower scoring series, or maybe some of the sharps they're kind of lying in wait to go ahead and play a contrarian over closer to tip off? No, I don't know. I think you know uh, more more sophisticated betters, and that's what you know you really pay close attention to, right? The way they bet it and uh, and betting it under. I mean, look the the defense. Uh, both these teams in in the finals, you should see better defense, and these teams did play better defense to get here. Um, but I, I don't know if any, if the public will, will, loves to root for points and they'll bet the over. So if, um, if, you know, professionals are looking to bet this total, they'll look to bet it under, but they'll wait to bet it under because of the adjustment that's been made. Uh, and also let, uh, in, in hopes that the public drives it up some. So, um, I don't think, uh, you know, the public will, you know, they love their parlays, right? Give me the heat and over, give me the nuggets and over type thing. And um, I mean, that's what uh, more, or, or season betters, you know what, pros will just say, you know what, we'll pass on the total for this game or they'll bet it in game. Uh, but uh, more inclined to take the points with, uh, with the dog than uh, uh, focus on the total right now, unless it gets driven way up. Yeah, I would think so too. You know, I mean, there's a lot of argument. We just had, uh, you know, we talked about Miami had so many open shots they just missed. Of course, Denver shot below 30% from the three-point yeah. line moving forward. What is what is your sense? What is the number one series ending? 4-1 Denver, 4-2 Denver, or Denver sweep in terms of people betting? Uh, you know what, Michael? We put it up. We put up the the exact result. You know, Heat and 4, 5, 6, and 7, and the same for the Nuggets, and uh, it was pretty balanced. People were betting. Uh, uh, they, they, I think people... Nobody really bet the sweep uh, by either team. Uh, most of the action came in on uh, Heat in, in six or seven uh, and Nuggets in five and six. So from our perspective, that's great. You've got uh, an eight-way index prop there that has a, a pretty good balanced action to it. But in terms of betting that index, uh, it was uh, Heat in five, uh, five, in six and seven and Nuggets in five and six, so we're happy with uh, the way it's been bet so far, and uh, and the the way it's been balanced for sure. 
Well, we do have the Stanley Cup final that's about to puck drop tomorrow down the street over at T-Mobile mm. Arena. Vegas Golden Knights hosting the Florida Panthers in game number one. Before we get into game one, let's just talk about kind of the futures book and how you guys are sitting right now because I'm assuming VGK every single year is a lot of liability just because of the hometown fans want to bet their team to win the Stanley Cup. Uh, are you guys kind of sitting on some monster tickets there with VGK, potentially four wins away from ultimately doing it? And are you kind of rooting for the Florida Panthers here in this spot? Good question. Uh, you know, I, I could tell you this. There's, there is some liability with the Knights, but uh, nothing like year one. Let's remember that. Year one, they were, you know, anywhere from uh, four, five, six hundred to one to win the cup. And people that and, and there was a lot of exposure because people bought those tickets almost as souvenirs. <laughs> I, I told a story uh, uh, back then. I had a buddy of mine who had uh, a, a Golden Knights ticket. He had it at 500 to 1 to win the Stanley Cup, and he had it framed, and he put it up with uh, their first game uh, result. And he had it in, in his house hanging up, and he had it matted and framed. He had it professionally done and everything. Well, when they got to, into the playoffs – he went and he took a hammer to it. He cracked it open and he took the ticket and he took it over to uh, it, put it in his safety deposit box. I mean, there was a lot of that going on that first year. Is there uh, is is there support for the Knights and some exposure? A little bit, nothing like year one, but uh, and if you know what, it's good. It, we don't have a problem. If, if the Knights win, fine. You know what? It's great for the city. You have to remember too. You know, we we've always been fans. Uh, in in this business, we got into you know when we were growing up as, as kids, all of us we we were fans. You have to kind of you can't book as a fan, but you know what? In our hearts, listen. If it if if the local team does well, it's really good for business. It's only going to uh, you know uh, ignite more handle as we get through the summer, putting up next year's. Uh, Stanley Cup futures, but let's remember the Knights were one of the shorter priced teams going into this year. Actually, the Florida Panthers were too. Panthers were a bigger uh, dog going into the playoffs because you know going. Let's remember this: a year ago, the Panthers won the President's uh, Trophy uh, for the uh, for the most points in in the NHL, and then you know their their, their playoff uh, their playoff run was very short. Uh, they made some changes in the off season. Uh, Maurice is the coach. Uh, Bobrovsky's played terrific this, uh, particularly this postseason, um, and then of course you've got uh, Matthew Kachuk, who's just been uh, a, a tremendous player for them. He was, and he's been a night, a, a nightmare for the Knights from the days when he when he played against them, and they used to see him a lot more when he was with Calgary. So you put all those factors together, they were about ten to one going into the season. But as the season went on, they were life and death. And let's remember, they didn't make the playoffs until like the last day of the season. When they they had to win their games, and then the Pittsburgh Penguins lost their last two games to Columbus and Chicago, respectively. So they get in on the last day of the season. They were about forty to one going into the the playoffs. You would think there'd be a little bit more exposure on the Panthers, but it really didn't take off until after they got uh, they disposed of the uh, uh, the Boston Bruins. So. More nights tickets, more nights money, but if we have to pay it out, guys, it's not a problem. It's good for business. Are you kidding me? Nothing like a Stanley Cup residency on Las Vegas Boulevard. <laughs> Hopefully that happens. Yeah, you can't beat that. Vinny, we only have about a minute left. How about the Belmont? Um, yeah. Have you heard – what is the – are you booking much for the Belmont? Are there any, has there been a declaration of the horses that are going to enter? 
There's going to be about 14 horses, Michael. I think, you know, it'll be a bigger field than uh, certainly we saw in the Preakness. And, uh, I mean, the fact that there's not a triple crown on the line is going to impact the handle uh, somewhat. But I think there'll be more handle for the Belmont than the Preakness simply because there'll be more familiar horses. looks like Forte is going to come uh, uh, going to come back uh, from his injury and, uh, when he missed uh, uh, the uh, the Kentucky Derby. So it looks like there's going to be about 14 horses. They'll draw that week, uh, th- this next week coming up, the first part of the week and then the advanced wagering for the Belmont will take place uh, next Thursday and Friday. So, yeah, we're looking forward to the Belmont third leg of the Triple Crown, even though there's not a Triple Crown on the line. It's a great card. Uh, the other races on the card that day, there should be at least six races or more. Uh, uh, I mean, actually, I think we're looking at uh, six to eight races from uh, Friday and on the earlier card on Saturday going to the Belmont for uh, uh, those doubles. So looking forward to the Belmont. It'll be a bigger field, and uh, I think the interest will be much better. All right. Well, we'll be looking Thanks, forward Vinny. to that next week. He is Vinny Maiulo, Hall of Fame, oddsmaker over at the South Point. Thank you, Vinny. We'll talk to you next Friday. Let's go Buzz Lightyear I'm next great. segment here, boys. To infinity yeah. and beyond next here on the Lombardi Line. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abbafe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all of your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Femi Bebefe, Michael Lombardi here on this Friday morning. We just had Vinny Maiulo on in the last segment. Always good to hear from Vinny. Joining us next segment will be Matt Eumann's host of v tonight. But, Michael, we've been wondering all offseason long, 
now that we're in the month of June, which quarterbacks are going to take the next step? Which quarterbacks are light years ahead of where they were this time <laughs> last year? I already see you chuckling. You're, you're ready to go. Oh, you're looking man. your chops at this segment here. <laughs> I know you're ready to go. I have a couple of clients in this segment, so so take it oh, easy. Oh, you got a bunch of them. I mean, you'll, you'll just take them all. The, you know, the bring me bring me your tires, your week, yes. <laughs> I got. Let's get to some of my clients here. A game that we're going to call Light Years Ahead or Falling Behind. And we'll start with uh, my main guy, the guy I took on first, Justin Field, quarterback of the Chicago Bears, entering year number three. The Bears have now surrounded him with some pieces. He has DJ Moore. They've tried to do some things with the offensive oh, yeah, line. There is. I love that. The pieces, the, the line. Yeah, I love that. You mean teammates. I love that. When, in, teammates, when yeah. in reality, the pieces, just ask Trey Lance how those pieces worked out for him. Oh, he's got the pieces. He can do this. He can do that. Oh, they're better in the well, offensive line. You see the throwing motion? You know, but now? then when it breaks down, then when it breaks down, it's going to be the line's fault. It's going to be doesn't really the receivers didn't really step up, and, you know, nobody's giving them help. And so we'll just keep moving. It's like that lemon that they put underneath the cup. We'll just keep moving around around you figure out which where it is you know like what can we use to blame it you know I have no idea if Justin Fields is going to be I know one thing we are in buzz light year season I mean that's mm -hmm. where we are everybody I saw it today CJ Stroud's light year where did this come from you know to infinity and beyond I mean I love it I love the movie I watch it with Dominic and all the Leo everybody yeah. but this is this is somewhat of a of a hard thing to cut your grasp around because the NFL is a very fast league and practice to the preseason to the regular season is an increase in terms of speed and volume as you go through and it's hard to handicap it's hard to handicap I've left a lot of summer mini camps with the idea that this guy was going to be a really good player and to only to return at the end of preseason completely disappointed so what's happening now really doesn't affect one of the players on our list, Sam Howe, has never played but one game. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to I don't know how to mm -hmm. handle that. And he's got a new offensive coordinator. So how do you judge that outside? The challenge will be, Femi, is is your clients are they going to play this summer? Are they going to play in the three preseason games? How much live work will these guys get? I think that's a really good question. That's something that I've always kind of has bugged me as the recent wave of, hey, we don't want to play our guys in the preseason. It's like football players got to play football, man. Like you got to get ready for football. And the only way to do that is to actually play it. And for some of these quarterbacks, you're not good enough to skip the whole preseason. Like you need to get those live reps and see those coverages and see all the different things and get comfortable with the offense. Now, for my guy, Justin Fields, at least he's now in year two of this offense with Luke Getz. Three? Or, well, well I mean, yeah, he's yeah, it's year two. three of his career. Yeah, three but, of my yeah. career, but, you know, year two for Getz. He's going to take that step, you know, those were light years ahead. Uh, but Jordan yes. Love, though, is the one I think is really interesting because he's been in this offense under Matt LaFleur. This is the guy that they drafted to be the successor to Aaron Rodgers, the four-time MVP quarterback. And he's not in the same spot as the other guys. Hasn't quite played as many games as Justin Fields but he's been in the league longer and he's kind of started to grow and, and mature. It's kind of an old school situation here of a guy that gets to sit a few years before actually having to go out there and play. Do you think that we could see Jordan Love take that step and ultimately be a productive quarterback for the Packers? Well, the one thing the Packers do should, should know is what Jordan Love is good at doing and what he's not. And mm -hmm. that's a battle 
that only takes time and it takes experience. I mean, Luke Getze understands in Justin Fields what he's good at doing, what throws he's good at making, and what situations he's comfortable in. And I think it's the same thing for Jordan Love. Not sure they know that about Sam Howell yet. I'm not sure they know that about Trey Lance yet, frankly. I'm not sure Kyle Shanahan has that idea nailed down. I do think Pittsburgh understands who Kenny Pickett is, so they can do that. And once you understand what the player's good at doing and what he's good at executing and what fits into his wheelhouse, then you could design an offense around that wheelhouse, around making him look better and improving and making the game easier for him as the speed of the game continues. But I would say this, if you believe Jordan Love is light years ahead, if you believe he's Buzz, then you should bet the Packers to win the North, yep. and you should bet the Packers on the 7.5 total. Because when you, when you break down the Packers and you take away the main fundamental question is who replaces Rodgers, the team would be a 13-win team typically if Rodgers were on it and they were playing their normal self. They would probably be a 10-win team. They would definitely be the favorite in the East. So if you look at this and say, I love love, I think he's going to be really good. I think he's going to take that Buzz Lightyear step ahead. Then don't just stop with the thought. Go to the window and say, I'm going to take the Packers over 7.5. I'm going to take the Packers to win the North because you're going to get good odds on both those numbers. And so – you have to have some in, how do you make money in the market or in the drafting or in the in the betting business it's the same principles information mm-hmm. belief yep belief and information go together i believe this player is going to excel <clears throat> and because he's going to excel i'm going to put my money on the team the packers are good on defense they have enough defense they're the be- the best defensive team in the north mm-hmm. i don't think it's close they're good in the kicking game with the returner Nixon. I mean, they, they've improved in that area and with Rich Versace coaching them. So they're good there. Their offensive line is somewhat experienced if they get Bakari back, Bakariari back. So they've got that. They've got two really good running backs in Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. They're young at receiver, granted. But this is not a team devoid of talent. This is the most talented team absence the quarterback. The, com- the comedy is – is people are more than willing, like yourself, to make that bet on Justin Fields. Why? I don't know. I don't know what they've seen other than great running back. But the people are willing to make that bet. No one's willing to make it on the Packers. Well, well let's pump the brakes. I haven't made any bets on the Chicago Bears and my guy Justin Fields. Other because... than the MVP for Fields. We saw you at the window. We have pictures of it. <laughs> I, I want to see those photos because that wasn't me. Uh, there was, well, we have it. There, there was, and the... this is not the Zapruder <laughs> film. This isn't been, No, this is we have it. Yeah, are we going to Charlotte to go play horse, or what are we doing? Um, I, I I think the thing with, with obviously with Fields, people expect him to take another step in that offense. The Packers. What step you- did he take? What step did he take last year? I mean, answer that question. What step was in he, the passing was, game did Justin Fields take last year? Was he not better in the second half of the season versus the first half of the season? He got better, did he not? No, no. You don't no, think he got better? He wasn't. He wasn't good at all. He you, wasn't good at all. He threw it on an average 22 times a game. He was not good at all, Femi. If you watch the tape, he couldn't make throws. The Detroit game, he gives them the game with the interception. The guy's a turnover machine. 91 sacks, 29 fumbles. 
I mean, he's won less games than Davis Mills, who you would be in complete disgust of. Davis Mills' numbers passing are better than Justin Fields. It's not even close. This logic, well, he's played better in the second. Well, I can't find it. I think he's a horrible thrower. Will he get better? I'll see. I mean, I know you don't love QBR, but the second half of the season, he had one of the top five QBRs in the league. Oh my you can God. shake your head, but that's a fact. That number. You I can mean, shake your I head, mean, but I've that's seen a fact. Games, I've, I've posted this. On, I've seen games where the team got killed and the quarterback's QBR is great. Like, if you want to hang on that, go ahead. I'm not Watch saying it's everything. Game. I'm not saying it's everything. Watch but he's, game. But I don't think he's devoid of being able to play. Like, like, like you're talking about him like he's, I, I, he should be QB, too. he's a good running back. Do I'll you, acknowledge he's a good running back. Do you think he should be a starting quarterback in the NFL? I think he should have competition. I think if Caleb Williams was coming out, he wouldn't be the quarterback of the Bears. That's how much I think. Well, he's, he's not, so he is. <laughs> I mean, we're going to see what he does in 2023. Like, I, I'm, I'm a believer of Justin Fields. I think that he can take that step in year three here. Now that he's in the offense, he's got some talent around him. Like, it's not all just oh, the talent. Oh, there it is. I but, love that. But, I but love you need talent good players. That was the you problem. He had players. no talent last year. But well, his QBR was better, though. Without that talent, his QBR got better. I love him. He's so good. I can't wait. Give but, him the MVP right now. Says a lot about him that he was productive with no players around him. Matt Humans joins us and, next and year excuses, on the list. <laughs> the amount of excuses that come in is just so good. It's so good. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Take your sports betting game to the next level this summer with the VSEN Pro subscription. Sign up now for only $9.99 and get access to everything we do, including daily pro picks on all the summer action like the NFL and college football futures, premium analysis from our team of top handicappers, and industry experts, 24-7 video access, and pro tools like our exclusive betting split showing you where the public and sharp money is going to give you an edge. Start betting smarter. Visit vcin.com slash subscribe and sign up now. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Femi Bebefe alongside Michael Lombardi. And joining us now is Matt Humans, host of VEASAN Tonight. You can check that out Monday through Friday, 9 to midnight Eastern with our buddy Wes Reynolds, 6 to 9 over on the West Coast here. Matt, we appreciate you taking the time this morning. And the NBA Finals, I know you're a big heat culture guy. And it got a little, mm-hmm. you know, shaky heading into that Game 7 Monday night. They get it done to beat the Celtics, but they do lose Game 1 of the NBA Finals. First time they've lost a Game 1 this postseason. How are we feeling now after what we saw last night with Denver winning that one, 104-93? Well, first of all, this show's called the Lombardi Line. I thought we were talking football today. What's the deal? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we'll get to it. <laughs> okay. Well, we were just talking. Okay. No, we were just talking about Justin Fields' remarkable <laughs> second half of the season where his QBR just <laughs> shot through the roof. I guess we ignored the 40.8 against the, 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 the Lions, but no big deal. But anyway, we're just discussing Justin Fields' Buzz Lightyear's resurgence <laughs> that he's going to experience. So that's what we were. So we had a shift that we had to water the fire to go yeah. on to something else. That was um, that was after Fields and the Bears lost ten games in a row to finish the season, right? Yeah, that that, that was that was there. Yeah. If you if if huh? you go through all the QBRs, they they were consistent. 
they were consistent. They ranged, you know, he had a 43, had a 27, but for the most part, they were consistent. Bad. <laughs> uh, okay, so I'll, I'll talk about the Miami Heat if you guys are going to force me to talk basketball today. So let's do it. Uh, I, I, you can't be surprised by what happened last night. The Heat played a tough seven-game series against the Celtics. You got to fly from Boston to Denver. Uh, probably a little bit of a, a crash in adrenaline. I'm not going to talk about the altitude and all that stuff. I don't think it played into the game last night. It's just the Heat looked like they were on tired legs a little bit. When you have so many jump shots coming up short, that's usually the case. And um, I heard one commentator last night blaming it on Jimmy Butler, saying he was not aggressive enough. If you watch that game and you blame Jimmy Butler last night, you have no idea what you're watching. Because uh, I think what the Denver defense is going to try to do is limit Butler, take away what they can, and make him set up teammates. And what the Heat, uh, I guess what they had a problem with last night was knocking down open shots. When you look at Caleb Martin, Marcel Struess, and uh, Duncan Robinson, those guys shot a combined two for 23. And they missed a lot of wide-open looks for three. And when you go back to the Boston series, the Heat knocked down 58% of their open three-point looks. That's an incredible percentage. And there was regression in that last night with guys like uh, Martin, Struess, and Duncan Robinson, who just could not hit a shot. It was not on Jimmy Butler last night. It was on the guys who could not make wide-open three-point shots. And I got to think that's going to change in uh, game two or game three because uh, the Heat do have better shooters than that. Last night, those guys just didn't show up for game one. Uh, basically, that was the difference. When you miss that many wide-open looks from three, you're not going to win a game. Yeah, no question. And, you know, there's an argument, too, Matt, to be made that, that you know, Denver didn't shoot very well. I mean, actually, Boston, uh, Miami right. shot better from the three-point line than Denver did. But I, I kind of agree with you. They had a lot of good looks that they just – even. Inside the three-point line, I thought they had good looks. Oh, yeah. Uh, I thought the Heat had good looks all night. I'm not going to give the defense for Denver a ton of credit because I thought Miami was just missing open shots. And uh, that's something that the Heat didn't do for the most part in the series against the Celtics or previously in the playoffs. And uh, I just thought that was the biggest difference. Also, a lack of aggression. I was talking about this. We were doing a a live betting show, essentially, on uh, the game last night. Wes Reynolds and I were on the air for the, most of the game, and uh, I kept talking about the lack of aggression by the Heat to try to get to the rim. And I said, look at this. We're sitting here late third quarter, and Miami's only got two free throw attempts. And the Heat finished the game with two free throw attempts, which is an NBA uh, low in playoff history. And I, that's the difference you're going to see in game two. Jimmy Butler talked about it last night. they got to attack the rim more. And we use typically in basketball, when you attack the rim, good things are going to happen on the offensive end, and the Heat did not do that last night. Speaking with Matt Humans, host of VSIN tonight. Check that out, 9 to midnight Eastern, Monday through Friday, 6 to 9 West Coast time. So then would you believe that Miami can make this a competitive series? It sounds crazy to even ask that after only one game, and they almost backdoor covered that game. But do you think that we can uh-huh. see a six-game series or so in this? Because if you want Miami plus 2.5 on the series spread, you can get plus 105. Yeah, I, I think the Heat can make it competitive. Every, everybody tends, most people, tend to overreact after game one. I saw a report from uh, The Athletic today, and the headline was, Nuggets too, are going to be too much for the Heat. I mean, you can't draw these conclusions after after one game. Now, I did think, Timmy, uh, you were talking about how much I like uh, the Heat and Jimmy Butler, and I have going back a few years. 
but I did not like the Heat's chances in this series. I just felt like uh, they were going to run into a different monster here with uh, Nikola Jokic and the Nuggets. The thing about the Celtics, and uh, you guys watched that entire series, I thought the Celtics went a long way to beat themselves mm. in that series. They got immature, inconsistent leadership. Uh, they did not defend well. They turned the ball over too much, took a lot of bad shots. They got a rookie coach on the bench. You're not going to get those things with the Denver Nuggets. So uh, that's I think that he capitalized on the Celtics team that was really sloppy in the previous series. And the Nuggets are going to be a lot tighter. They got more mature leadership. You got better shooters. And, a, and a, it's a um, it's a better coach on the other bench. So uh, that's that's why they, I think the Heat are going to have a lot more uh, problems in this series. And in fact, uh, I don't like to lay four dollars, obviously, but I did lay four dollars on Denver on the series price uh, for a pretty significant bet. And I also laid one and a half games on the uh, Nuggets. And I thought going into it, the Heat probably win two games. I thought it was going to be Nuggets in six. I still think it's going to be Nuggets in six. The Heat can get hot enough from three that they can win a couple games in this series for sure. Hey, Matt, we, ESPN released, the Worldwide Leader released its week one college schedule. Is there a game that jumps out to you in week one? Yeah, I was trying to recall the week one schedule, but I don't know the uh, Texas and Alabama game. Is that week two? Um, yeah, I think it is. I think I think Texas Bama is week two, and I don't have the uh, schedule in front of me. But man, there's a lot of good. There are there are a lot of really good matchups in the uh, first week of the season and the second week of the season. And uh, in fact, we we're going to do a segment on our show about that tonight uh, because I think college football is doing a good job of putting a lot of marquee matchups on TV the first uh, two or three weeks, especially. And uh, hey, man, time to get fired up because. We're less than 100 days away from the start of the college football and NFL regular season. So you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> no, it's going to be a great no time. Question. Yeah. yeah, that Texas yeah. Bama, I believe that is going to be week number two that I'm looking at the schedule right now okay. and stuff. Yeah. So, uh, yep, that's uh, week we number two. We got Utah, Florida. We get Utah, Florida as a, uh, as kind of in, 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 in Utah, which will be a fun game to watch. Yeah. Yeah, SEC team yeah, having to go out west. How about that? It's very rare when you see an SEC team make a West Coast trip. I mean, like you just said, and uh, you don't see them play too many of those true road games like that. I thought Utah really made a mistake by playing at Florida in the first game last season. I said, you don't need to schedule a game that difficult in the first week. Go play in the heat and humidity in Florida. And I thought that kind of derailed the season in a way. Mm -hmm. And now, now we look at the, in the rematch, I think Utah's right now, I believe, a nine-point favorite. So, um, yeah, no, no, there are not high hopes for the Florida Gators this year after Michael's favorite quarterback, Anthony Richardson, departed for the Colts. <laughs> well, we also got LSU and Florida State to kick it off, too, which will be a oh, fun yeah. one. That was last year. I was in oh, Biloxi yeah. when that game yep. was going on, and they played it over at the uh, – now they're going to play it in, in Orlando, but they played yeah. it in, in New Orleans last year. Yeah, that was a hell of a game. And, uh, yeah, Brian Kelly lost his first game with LSU, but that was a great game on that Sunday night. And uh, I'll probably be betting on Brian Kelly to win this one against Florida State. Hey, Matt, real quick before we let you go here, we've got about 40 seconds sure. left. I don't, your your okay. guy, Zach Eady, the, the, the National Player of the Year, is returning to Purdue. You guys excited over there in West Lafayette? Can you finally get over the hump after losing to a 16 seed? Oh, jeez. Okay. <laughs> Let's 
I, I couldn't hear he's what on you a roll said today. last Matt, Matt, he's on a roll today. He's got Justin Fields banners running around the studio. You know, he's citing QBR for his turnaround, and then he's taking shots at you for your Purdue Boilermakers. I mean, he's, he's, he's not on the team. You know team. why he's here? Matt, you know why he's on such a roll? He won his nine-and-a-half assist total for Jokic, and he has patted himself on the back for the first half hour of the show. So just you just got to oh, endure. Yeah. I mean, it cast at halftime. It was at halftime. I mean, he was so proud of himself. They cashed at halftime. <laughs> cashed at halftime. Yeah, four, 14 assists for the Joker last night. Yeah, I think Edie coming back is a great thing for college basketball, but I would not bet on Purdue to win the tournament. No. <laughs> I, I like Kansas and Michigan State the best on paper right now. Okay, there we go. Get a little Thanks, early Matt. college basketball bets from Matt Humans there. Check him out over on VEASAN tonight. We'll wrap up the show on the other side. This is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is the Lombardi line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe on VSEN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like bonus bets and bet insurance tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resort properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome back. This is the final segment of the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe hanging out here in Las Vegas. Michael Lombardi out there in New Jersey. We just had a Matt Humans on in the last segment there. You know, I, I I wasn't taking a shot at Matt Humans, okay? I was just taking a shot at his team. Okay? He's not on the team. He just went to the school. 
And, and our producer well, Elliot as know, well. He's when, the when you're an alumnus, you, when you're an alumnus, <laughs> you feel the pain. I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But um, the the only team that lost was 16 seed the following year. They won the national title. So if that trend continues, maybe they're uh, cutting down the nets next season. There you go. Yeah, I mean, there's always hope. I, I don't know. This college landscape is so hard. Yeah. Uh, it, it's going to be a challenge to understand the teams because of all these tra- – you know, it's you got to recalibrate the transfer portal. Who's yeah. where? Who's there? You know, what player decides, I was going here, but now I'm going to go the G League. I mean, it's not an easy thing. Yeah, I have no idea who's playing for which team anymore, honestly. I'll do that homework later on this summer. And when we have to get to college basketball in that time. But as of right now, we're going to just focus on the professional ranks, which leads us to our pro tip of the day. And this comes from Mo DeKill and also you, Michael Lombardi, about how just because Miami was the only thing to shoot poorly doesn't mean that Denver did not shoot poorly as well in that game one. And if you believe we get some positive regression from both sides, maybe consider betting the over because we've seen a five-point adjustment for the total from game one now to game two Sunday evening. Hello? Oh, oh are you, you still there, Michael? Oh, yeah, we, we got I, you, I Michael. lost it for a second there, oh, Femi. I oh, lost sorry. it for a second. Yeah, we got you. No, I was just talking about the pro tip about how maybe the, the, the play the over, perhaps, if we get a, a positive yeah. regression from both sides there. I mean, because I think both teams are going to shoot better from the three-point line. Yeah. I mean, remember, you know, it's it's. I know basketballs. We talk about it in the complexities of the of the game, but at like Mo said, it comes down to making shots. And you know, Denver scores 104 points and shoots below 30 percent from the three point line. Michael Porter's two for 11, so you got to believe he's going to start to come back and shoot a little bit better and get accustomed to it. And you know, they'll make the adjustments. I, I do think the over is a really good option in game two because both teams will shoot better, I believe. Yeah, especially after seeing a five-point adjustment. Like, that's way too big. The thing closed 219, 219 and a half yesterday to go all the way down to 214 and a half. I, I, there was nothing that I saw that suggests that low-scoring series is what we're going to see. I thought both teams got Plus, pretty Plus, you see solid the shift points. in the officials, right? I mean, yes. you know, they let them play last night. I mean, it was a physical game, I thought, early on, didn't you? Oh, 100%. Denver was bullying them early on. They were using that size yeah. advantage. Like Aaron Gordon, I mean, he was like a bull in the china shop at some times there. Yeah. And, and he had a really good performance, especially on in that first quarter. So I would expect some more points. Miami will get to the line more than two times this upcoming game on Sunday. Uh, but also in the NBA here, as we uh, have about six and a half minutes left in the program, you know, Boston Celtics president and general manager Brad Stevens is optimistic on this team after they fall short of the NBA finals, losing in seven games to the Miami Heat, wants to bring back head coach Joe Mazzulla. Mazzulla has been under a lot of fire throughout this postseason. He wants to bring back Jalen Brown. But I want to talk to you about the Mazzulla point, Michael, because I do think there are some parallels what we saw early on in Eric Spolster's career. But let's play this cut first before I get your take on it. Here's Brad Stevens with the Boston Media talking about Joe Mazzulla and the potential for him to grow moving forward. Brad, is Joe Mazzulla the best head coach for this team going forward? And if so, why? Yeah, I think he is. And I thought he, again, did a really good job with this group. Um, Everybody's going to overreact to the best players and coaches after every game. That's always the way it is. We know that going in, so we have to, you know, be able to judge things on the whole. And um, he's a terrific leader. Um, he'll only get better at anything that, you know, he can learn from this year because he's constantly trying to learn. And um, and he's accountable. 
you know, those, those leadership qualities are hard to find. And though they're easy to talk about, but when you can, uh, when you can show all those through the expectations and the microscope that he was under, that's hard to do. Hmm. Uh, interesting words there yeah. from Brad Stevens. What do you think about yeah. that? Well, I do think he'll, you know, look, he's going to get better. He's a young coach. He had three years of pro experience. He was a coach at, what, Ferris State or Fairmont State. You know, he had very little experience. He got thrust into a job, and none of the assistants were guys he hired. They were all wondering, like, how did I get this job? He was on the back bench. He wasn't on the front bench. He wasn't sitting next to uh, the head coach. He was behind it. You know, and they're all looking like, how did he get that job? And it's not me. Fair question, right? Mm -hmm. So there's a little bit of doubt that creeps in. And then Damon Stoudemire, the lead assistant now, once uh, DK left, you know, now all of a sudden he leaves to go to Georgia Tech. And so now you've got another void. And he's learning on the job. And you and I both know in pro sports, it's a challenge as a leader to learn on the job. Brad makes a great point. He's only going to get better. He's a lifelong learner. He will improve himself. True. But does he have the credibility and crunch time to do it? I mean, the owner of the team walked into the locker room after game three and said, you know, guys, in a very, I'll say this politely, he didn't, you know, show some toughness, mm. you know, and then walked out and, you know, and, and that's what maybe they needed to hear. I don't know, but I think to me, you know, Joe's development, Missoula's development as a coach is critical to the development of the Celtics, just like Jalen Brown's ability to dribble and (laughs) control the basketball is important to the Boston Celtics development. I mean, I probably have more faith in Missoula as a head coach than Jalen Brown learning how to dribble. I mean, at this point, if you can't dribble, what the hell is going on? You've been playing basketball for so many yeah, years. I, I don't disagree with you, but I think we tend to focus only on the the coach. We don't focus enough on the coach having to improve, mm-hmm. and we don't focus enough on the players having to improve, you know? So you have to kind of get those two things together. And, you know, Brad made this decision. And I'm sure he made it based on what he believed was the right thing to do at the right time. But look, Femi, I could just tell you, when you promote a guy two steps above everybody else, there's resentment within the building. And there had to be a lot of resentment within that coaching staff because none of those guys really were his guys. And so he had a difficult job as a young coach to try to manage these other personalities and not have a mutiny on his hands. And I think he got to be respected for what he did there. Yeah, and I think also for Brad Stevens saying this after the season, is a, it's like an endorsement of Joe Mazzulla because he's saying, hey, guys, I believe in Joe Mazzulla. So either you guys can get on board or we're going to find some assistants who do get on board with this. And I, I kind of liken it to Eric Spolstra because he took over as the Miami Heat head coach in 2008. And in the lead-up to the NBA Finals this week, talked about, hey, if I'd gone to another organization, I might have been fired four or five times by now. Like, as a head coach, you're not, like, where you need to be when you are a young head coach. You have to learn along the way. And, obviously, Eric Spolstra had a really good mentor in Pat Riley who can help him instill that heat culture, and he can kind of pick Pat Riley's brain to where now Spolstra can kind of do his thing here. But I feel like we don't really have that patience anymore. And, and I fall victim to it as well. I'm not just blaming everyone else. I fall victim to the, hey, this is not right. We got to fix it and get somebody who will come in here and make it right. But I think the teams that have the success are the ones who are patient and let players and coaches also develop within their system. 
I think the ones that do it right understand what's actually wrong, right? What yeah, is that's wrong? That's also fair, yeah. And can the guy fix what's wrong? You know, that's the key. You know, is Matt Eberflus a really good coach after his second season, after his first year? You know, is Jonathan Gannon going to be? All these young coaches are really going to be stretched to become good at their job because there's no school to go to to learn how to be a head coach, to learn how to be a leader, to be able to bring a team together. It's a challenge. And Missoula's kind of gotten a little bit into the challenge, so he can only get better from the mistakes he's made. And I think we also just forget, because there's been a lot of time that's passed, but he was just thrown into this job. Like, Ime Udoka yeah. was the expected head coach to start the season, and then everything comes out with Udoka. They had to go ahead and move on from him after suspending him. So, Missoula probably was not ready for this job, and they got on the doorstep of making the NBA Finals. So, while it might seem bad because he was outcoached by Spolstra, I think there's some room to grow for Joe Missoula going forward there. So, maybe we got to Another client you have represents. There's another staple. I mean, you're just such a giving. I don't rep coaches. The, the, I rep players. I don't rep coaches. You can defend them. You, you can defend You can say his QBR at the end of the year as a coach was getting better. I love that. Yes. That does it for the Lombardi line. We'll see you guys tomorrow. V some best bets is coming up next. <laughs> At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment... Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.